Well, the clock struck 11, but 11.57's when it struck me that I just couldn't stay. So I jumped on my scooter, headed home to my computer, where that damn work firewall couldn't get in the way. But course of the day, and this day would probably break with no mooner there to break me away. Running ears like a band-aid on the gravestone of the USA. That did it just end? Yeah, it it. it and and you didn't say anything? I well, I I was uh yeah I was just thinking about how much I love that song. Yeah, it's a great song. That's a good one. The that, Nooner is a Band-Aid on the Gravestone of the USA. Uh yeah, that was a good one. That that was yeah. that was a good one. Hey everybody, welcome to the Nooner podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I still can't figure out why on Monday nights I get like 3 hours of night, 3 hours of sleep. Every Monday night? Every Monday night. I think it's because I'm so excited about this podcast. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Is it excitement or is it fear? Often they can feel the same I, way. I have no idea. What's the difference? Uh, the difference is is your point of view, Marty. Everybody, welcome. If you want to join us, we're on the Twitter thingy. Yeah, please just join us. Just, we'll just talk join about, us. Just send us some tweets. Uh, Nooner. Some twits. Podcast. Um and uh, let's see, uh, before the show, I just uh, threw out a, a question on the Twitter sphere about um, uh, what what are scary video games? Have you played any scary video games? You don't like scary things. No, I I haven't played any scary video games. What's the last video game you played? Uh, well, I tried Fortnite and uh, and then I, you know. Like a 12-year-old was made you feel bad about yourself? Yeah, so I stopped doing that. Uh, like I already went through that with my my own child. I don't yeah, need to go through it. Yeah, yeah, so I haven't played any any video games uh, since then. I I yeah I just I don't really have um, time time to and um, to master them and and so and all the really good ones cost money that I and I don't have a gaming machine so you, you know the, there's a whole sort of barriers to entry for me to and you have a Mac right you're a Mac I person. have a Mac that's another problem oh. yeah. so uh yeah and then i don't really i mean we have a wii but i haven't played any video games that's on the, not a thing anymore it doesn't really no i mean that's like 10 years ago 12 15 years ago something like it, that we got um uh well i, I played with uh oculus uh but i i uh, i played some really fun games with that but um i mean that that requires such a sort of commitment of space and mm-hmm. time to mm-hmm. really do anything, and I just, I just don't want to spend any money on something that I'm not gonna use. Well, if you have a PC, there are lots of um, lots of free games you can do. Yeah, um, yeah. There's and, Eve Online. I, I, I actually Eve Online is like a massively multiplayer. Um, that, that's too much effort. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, oh, I'll get into this, and then uh, I started it, and then I had to choose a, a civilization, and I had to choose a. And by the you know fifteen minutes later, it was like I don't want to start off. You know, I want to do this. All, all your favorite like uh, filmmakers and writers and creators, they're not gamers. 
Is, is that right? Yeah. Think. I mean, can you think of like any like there's some actors who are gamers. Like Henry Cavill is famous for is he for building his own uh, his own gaming rig. Yeah, he's a big gamer. That's funny. Yeah. Well, because that's why he was really excited to be in The Witcher. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he, I mean, he's but like, Henry, Henry Cavill looks like he he works out like all the time. Uh, when he's act. not, then he's 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 uh, gaming he's and gaming. acting and, and yeah. Because he's in like it seems but, like he was in everything for a couple of years. Not, but not he stuff. was not uh, writing. Uh, not he, writing. He was not um, sitting in an edit bay. He was not uh, storyboarding. Yeah. Uh, not to say that what he's doing isn't hard. It just has a different time commitment. Well, I think if you're an actor and you're successful, and you look like Henry Cavill. You look like Henry Cavill. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I do like Henry Cavill. To yeah, be fair. he does a good job. But the uh, the thing about acting. Is there's a, a tremendous amount of downtime where you can't plan anything. I mean, you're you're waiting around for the lights to be set up and stuff. It seems like a perfect job if you're a gamer. Or you're a noodler on the guitar. Yeah. Like, think about how many actors who are like, oh, yeah, I can play the guitar. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Talking about Jonathan Goldstein. Jonathan Goldstein, yeah. But he was yeah. playing guitar before he was I know. an actor. I know. Um Oh, and Johnny Depp, Jonathan Goldstein, just yeah, to yeah. name a couple Johnnies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think that every big creator, big thinker, um, they their days are filled with thinking and creating. Yeah, thanks. So you, what you're saying, what you're implying is that I'm a big creator and a big thinker. You are. Yeah. That's, I, that's well, how big, I think of you. And I think. Therefore. I am a big thinker. Thank you. I think. <laughs> I am. Therefore, I big, I big, I think I am big. Um, but I do like a, a good game, and and I and have I've you have you played any mentioned scary ones? Um, I played Silent, one of the Silent Hills years and years ago, and that was pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Wake was kind of fun, um, but I did, never finished either. Uh, Who's the one with the 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 girl and the zombies, and the, that had a really great story? Silent uh, Hill. No, no, it wasn't Silent Hill. It was like oh, oh, the, the Last, uh, of, Last Us. of Us. Yeah, yeah, The Last the, of Us. Yeah, they're developing that into a, a, a movie, se- a series. I think. Series. Yeah, is that kind of redundant? I mean, everything's redundant. But didn't they come out with a like a sequel or yeah? Because oh, I was thinking it was about sequels. Very, and very controversial. Because it's not why because there was a lesbian in it. In it. Really? Yeah, and the like people, people are still complaining about that. Oh my god, people were just outraged by it and like these are the same people who are like what's up with can- cancel culture but then they see a, a a lesbian in a game and they want to cancel the game and then are they the same people no those are different yeah they're they're the the people who want things a certain way they want star wars to have one black person in it you know and um, just one just one that's it billy d williams you know oh right and and if God forbid there be anyone else of color, and all of a sudden it's like, well, no, that's not that's not canon. Well, who? have you watched the House of Dragons thing? Nope. Okay. Well, we should talk about it. Okay, we will. Because it's 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 a prequel, and it also has some controversy. It's sort of like that, you know. People are getting uh, you hear. Well, the thing is, is I mean, to defend something. Well, hold on to that thought just for uh, a minute. Oh, uh, okay. Just because I do want to just uh, address. The um, the, uh, I do want to get into that for sure, um, but I do want to also thank people for uh, the their input. Uh, Tyson suggested Resident Evil Four, Great uh-huh. Tension. Um, uh-huh. This is a scary, scary game. Is it scary? Uh, I, th- I I thought the Resident Evil games were kind of like 
they're, gory versions of of Quake. They're gory jump scares, and I think that they're ones that and jump scares are pre- predominantly what drives these games. Um, but I, I kind of want something a little bit like I, I have never played Amnesia, mm-hmm. uh, and I, that has been for free many times on Epic Games. If you if you have a PC, just go to Epic Games every Thursday they give Why do you say I, mean, I don't have a PC. That's so mean. My son wants me to get everyone wants me to get a PC. I'm getting a new Mac. All right. Stupid. I can give you an old PC that's You could? Around. Yeah. Just lying around? Um right now? Uh, I can not, take it no, home. I'll no, leave. In a little, it, it, give me like six months and I'll have an extra one. Oh great. Um but what am I gonna do for six, six I know, months? exactly. Maybe so, I'll write a book. So uh, right and and Cure cancer, right, yeah, direct that movie, cancer. and then play games. Yeah, um, then once I've done that, then but there's I'll have like the time. so amnesia. There, you're not shooting things; you're just wandering around and trying to remember what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Where you where you left your keys? Yeah, it's and just then there like was that. that other game called Who Fatal Frame, where your your only weapon is a camera, and the goal is to like take a picture of a ghost or something like that. Um, they, well, that sounds exciting well it's it's very scary because you don't you can't rely on a gun to shoot things you know uh-huh. uh and and that that's kind of the the idea of it is like oh you're not a superhero you're just a, a mortal yeah yeah um i haven't played alien isolation i hear that's a really taut scary game that yeah. was also given away for free on on epic uh for people with pcs games well, if you have a pc Jesus yeah Christ. and also if you are a, a an amazon not, not that i'm plugging these things but because you don't have to pay for or if you're already paying for amazon they give away like five games every month for free if you go to play. and they're all pc games uh for the most part i feel like i'm being discriminated against um yeah See how you like it. Yeah. So, um, and then JP was uh, recommending Rollerdrome, which looks actually really cool. That's a sort of high action game uh, for PC. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> Vampire Survivors on Steam Early Access. On uh, PC? Uh, on Steam Early Access for PC. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what were you saying about. Oh, and then uh, lastly, Tyson recommended. Everything. It's not a scary film, but it um, a scary game, but it looks like um, it looks cool. Everything. So, everything looks cool. Everything is not available on every platform. Everything is not available on every platform. No, it's not. How can uh, I get everything? Well, uh, start with because I want everything. Start with uh, a PC. I have to get a PC to get everything. Mm-hmm. And so, if I have a Mac, I have. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. um, yep. tell me um, about. No, actually, it is on Windows, uh, on Mac as well. Oh, everything's on Mac. No, no. Yeah, everything is on Mac. Oh, fantastic! Is it free? It is not. It Jeez. is. Um, it is fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks, and it's good according to Tyson. According to Tyson. All right. Well, listen. I mean, I, I. Uh, I got plenty of sleep last night for a change, so maybe I should just start gaming. Yep. So you've been watching the you watched the first two episodes of House of ha- Dragons. House of Dragons. Mm, yeah. And so this is a prequel. How far before? Uh, One hundred and seventy years, I oh, think. So they're ripping off Prey. Then I. Oh, maybe that's why I think one hundred and seventy years. I. I don't. I don't know. 
Yeah, that was like three hundred years, but um. well, I, I, I really, I guess, I guess it was like one hundred and seventy years, and that's one of the, and so it made me think about prequels in general because uh, so far it's not good, and because it's like it, it was deliberately smaller, like it's a smaller budget, right? Oh, I don't, I don't know why it's not good. I mean, I, I thought it was wasn't good because it was it was lazy <laughs> writing, you know. I the second, I mean, I, we we're talking about it, and and. Uh, uh, my Chime son in and I, if you if you have a um, um, an opinion about this. The second episode is basically people sitting around in various sumptuous rooms talking about uh, the subtext rooms, okay. <laughs> chambers, <laughs> sumptuous chambers. There you go. Talking talking about the uh, people in New Hampshire call rooms chambers. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm being discriminated against. Yeah, we've okay. already established that. Oh, okay. Uh, so, people in chambers talking about the subtext of the first episode, uh, and and basically the the each scene was like, um, so here's the situation. What do you think about the situation? Well, I'm I feel this way about the situation. Huh. Well, I feel this way about the situation, and that's it. That it was it was and. All of the things that they talked about in those scenes, which were all, I mean, they couldn't even put music into it. There was like, there's nothing going on uh, except people talking. So then there's no tension and there's no surprises. So we can't really, if we put music in at all. I mean, there was one point where I was like, there's no music. And then, and then some music came in because there was a tiny bit of tension. And then music I had to go away. costs money. Is that what it is? I mean, it's just. No, it's just like they, there's music that. Yeah, I, I mean, just I just felt like there, like if you write a scene, Humphrey, could you let me finish? I feel like I'm being discriminated against. So if you if you write a scene in which you know uh, he's a humanist, which has a totally different meaning with dogs. Oh, I see. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um. So is that okay for dogs to be humanists? I mean, is that like I'm just, I'm just saying it is what it is. It is. Oh, it is what it is. That's the, just the way it is. It's everything. Some things will never change. So uh, the chambers. Uh, so so the, the the it just felt like it was it was like first draft. Okay, so this is what the scene has to convey, and they you know could have added this that the other thing to make the scene more interesting, like setting it somewhere else, or or having some other MacGuffin happen, or or having the wrong person show up. I mean, there's there's this. Everything. It was just. I was like, "Wow." I mean, when I, I, I'm watching something, I'm aware of the fact that it, it. I am bored. But didn't at some point George R. R. Martin like lose the plot of Game of Thrones? Like, yeah, that's after it got too complicated after five books. Right. Right. So here they're just like, you know what? That plot thing got all like wonky and weird. Let's just not do it. Well, there's also the thing where where um. It, it has to end up, you know where it's going to end up. So the stakes, I mean, prequels are, have a big problem. You know, most, I like the whole prequel, the Star Wars prequels um, suck. I mean, they suck out loud. And they don't suck out loud necessarily because you know where it's going to end. They suck out loud because they, they're bad. They're bad. And they're bad, 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 bad writing. But I'm, I'm not I'm not holding out a lot of hope for Ring of, Ring of Power. Rings of Power? Ring of Power? Ring, ring of fire, ring of ring. I'm having another stroke. What is uh, the the June Carter Cash wrote that for um for Johnny? You know that? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. 
because because he, uh, he was a bad yeah, boy. Yeah, uh, <sighs> yeah. Well, he's great. She was great. Everything about that was great. Yeah, that was yeah, that was great. So, um, like, uh, and I was thinking about this. Here's there's a, a couple movies that are great prequels, and there's one movie that's considered one of the best movies of all time. It's on every top ten list, and uh, it is half of it is a prequel. You know what I'm talking about? I stopped listening to you like 20 minutes ago. Oh, it's Godfather 2. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you were yeah. wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. It I, wasn't I stopped listening to you two hours ago. Yeah. That's another prequel. That's all right, all right. what's going to happen in the future. So, yeah, that you're absolutely right. That is one of the the few... I But it is technically a sequel because it is Godfather 2, well, but you, it, has a, it has a prequel elements to it yeah. with De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, but then, and of course... Uh, Many people consider Rogue One to be one of the. I mean, it's it's, it's one, great. It's maybe the second best, or maybe the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, it. I actually felt very sad at the end, except for the Peter Cushing animatronic thing. I, yeah, that was super a little creepy. little little tough to digest. Uh, so JP is asking, "What's your opinion about House of the Dragon using the same theme song?" Wait, what? How does it go? Dun 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 dun. I think is it is that is that nostalgic or is it just lazy? I think everything about this show seems lazy. Yeah, everything about the show. Even the actors. No, the actors are all doing a fine job delivering really, really boring dialogue in boring situations. That I mean, I was telling you know after the first episode. I was talking to my son and I was pointing out what happened in the first, you know, uh, episode of Game of Thrones, which he didn't, he actually read the books. He hadn't seen the show, but, you know. And he's quick to tell you that, like right up front. Well, he read the books because I read the books first. So there you go. Oh, like yeah, father, like son. I often tell people that. And, and part of the reason I tell people that is because I wandered around for two days after reading The Red Wedding. And I, it was so, like in, stunned, and then it was so satisfying. Five years later, when everybody else on Earth was like, "Oh my God!" Um, so that was that was a that was a good feeling. Um, but the uh, you know a, a bunch of a bunch of really intriguing shit happens really fast in the, in that book, and uh, uh, nothing intriguing has happened in House of Dragons yet. It's only two episodes, though. Yeah, but I'm t- say the first episode should be chock full of surprises, and every scene should both further the plot and have something spectacular in it. If you're having a fantasy thing where dragons exist and people have swords, you should you should have no more than two scenes in which people are sitting around talking to each other. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think, and and if you have scenes, you should have something else happening. Uh, yeah, that's what people are there for. And, uh, th- and don't just have like a, just a gratuitous rape scene. Have like a dragon. Have a fight, you know? Or a gr- gratuitous sex scene. A gratuitous, um, no, no, no. If you're having a sex scene, there should be some other kind of weird conversation happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, just or don't, some just, character just being don't introduced. don't do it just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. No, I mean, if you do it, then that's porn. And, you know, you know, I'm not going to say that's bad, but it is. Uh, and that's porn. I mean, so porn is bad. So John Sylvain is saying porn is bad. Yeah, I think I think porn is not good. Well, apparently neither is Game of Thrones too. Well, um, uh, House there wasn't, of the Dragon. There wasn't that much 
No, but you're just saying it's not good. So well, you, I mean, really, if, if there had been some uh, some weird, horny uh, people talking while they were having sex, that would have been something. But there wasn't. There were just people, respectable right. people, well, talking about stuff to each other in a calm way. And um, it was just like one of those things where it's like, Jesus, this is, come on. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm come glad, on. I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah. So uh, just eating up time. But there's, there's a... There's a uh, there's a, a controversial thing that my son mentioned about the fact that one I think it was him but so, somebody was talking about the fact that there's one character who is uh, nobility and he's African he's played by an African American and then the same people who are upset about Ms Marvel being you know a girl and uh, Indian Muslim Muslim are, are I I I assume it's the same people right. Are upset that you know it doesn't make sense within the fantasy world, and it's just like it's made up. Yeah, that, it's that, ma- that, that it's was fucking my, that made was my, up. My and, point and when they say it's not, it's not canon. Like, I mean, yeah. it's J- George R. R. Martin wrote the fucking thing, so it's canon. Yep. Yep. Um, just so I think he should stop writing it and finish the fucking book series. Uh, it's not gonna Mother happen. Fucker. So. Speaking of Prey, that the movie that we were talking about yeah. today, the Trachtenberg film, uh, JP played the game Prey, which came out in 2017. Oh, he says really? it was 2017. It was, it was a, it's not related. It's, it's not, but it was free at on Epic Games. I, oh, for I, PC, just a, I, yeah, for PC a few oh. weeks ago. Um, so I I have it in my library. Have not uh, loaded it yet, but I there is a a character whose first name in it. I think that's the the game where his his last name is U and the first his first initial is M. Anyhow, I think that's Prey. It might be another game I'm thinking of. Is but it uh, the same situation? Or is yeah, it- yeah, he's sitting around a table like just um, trying to to talk to someone on a, a microphone <laughs> for like two hours. You have to do that for like <laughs> many many nights. Is it called? Is it spelled P R? A Y, and it's like pray, pray for an early death. Pray, pray for release, <laughs> the sweet release of death. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, is it set in uh, in old time? No, no, no. West it's a, that's and, like a futuristic game. It, oh, is it a predator game, or is it just no, no, nothing to do with it? Nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, I'm glad I'm so up on games. God, I'm such an old old fogey. Um, but but the thing is, is that we assume those of us who are whatever woke right those of us on one side of the political divide assume that the same people who are complaining who are complaining about cancel culture are also complaining about these um characters who are non-white and i I don't know that they're the same people but they're they you are there's an overlap for sure, yeah, this yeah, it probably diagram. is some kind so of overlap. The character's name is Morgan Yu in Prey. That's stupid. That should have been Martin Yu. That duh. Thank stupid. you. Well, you know what? I would have sued the fuck out of them. Um, yeah, and then you would have made tons of money. Yeah, because so nobody who on their right mind would name a character Martin Yu. Excuse me. So it must Wait. have been named after you. Yeah, I'm gonna sue him anyhow because it yeah. sounds similar enough. Um, he so. JP says that it, it was John Carpenter creepy. Turns out that John Carpenter, I stand corrected, who is a both a composer, a writer, and a director, yeah, uh, is also a gamer, a big gamer, mm-hmm. and uh, he's seventy six years old, and yeah. you know he he is an avid video gamer. 
then again, he's not directed a movie in a, in a exactly in a talk stage. So uh, because he's he's stuck playing Red Dead Redemption, but which he stopped because he couldn't get on a horse. He didn't know how to get on a horse, so he had to stop playing. He couldn't game. figure out how to get on a horse in the game, yeah. or yeah, in the game. Why didn't he like ask his twelve-year-old grandson? I mean, I Jesus, don't know. <laughs> That's his, what they're for. His twelve-year-old grandson's making movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. So uh, just turn everyone, off the game and turn it back on, Grandpa. Everyone knows that John Carpenter directed Halloween and also came up with that haunting melody that is ingrained in all of our brains. Can you? Can you? Do 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 do. He wrote that. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, he, it's like six notes. He you know? and he and Clint Eastwood. Uh, well, Clint Eastwood <laughs> was not. A, I don't know if he composed any music, but he did sing in "Paint Your Wagon." Uh, well, no, but he, he's a musician. The trees. He did. He did the 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 score of one of his films. What play "Misty" for me? No, it was uh, more recent. It was like El. Not El Camino was the Breaking Bad one, wasn't it? I don't know. Or was no, it, that was the Mule. No, it wasn't the mule. You're the mule. You're the mule. Shut up, mule. Oh, I'm going to come right over this table. Morgan. <gasps> oh, my God. All right, we will see you next Tuesday. We got some shit to take care of. Motherfucker. So, um, there was a movie in that was being made in 2016. Yeah. It was called uh, All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Is starring Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Piven. They play two best friends uh-huh. who are trying to... Go to the All-Star Weekend? Yeah, for the NBA. NBA. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jeremy Piven's a big... His character is a big Steph Curry fan. And um, it was co-written by Jamie Foxx. And it was uh, directed by Jamie Foxx. Oh, wow. What happened to it? Yeah, it never got never got uh, a release. Like he was talking about it in 2017, 2018 and and he says that it was because of the culture, because the the movie was too edgy um for uh, today's audiences. So uh, what? In it, um he Jeremy Piven's in blackface. Uh no, no. Um and Jamie Foxx is naked. Uh, no, Robert Downey Jr. plays a... Uh, Pedophile. No, he plays a Mexican... Nazi. No, he plays, a, I think, a Mexican gangster or something like that. And then, Oh, <laughs> I can see the problem right there. Yeah, and then and then Jamie Foxx plays a white racist cop as well. No. Yes. Really? Yep. Okay. According to, according to news reports, uh, it never saw the light of day. Now, huh. is it because... like? His contention is like it's fucking hilarious, and the people are just too sensitive now. It's a bunch of snowflakes and cancel uh-huh. culture. Um, you know, the studio didn't want to release it because the it's too. It's like uh, it offends everybody. It offends everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now there's that. That is one thought. Uh, uh-huh. Jeremy Piven in a in a podcast said like, oh well, you know. Uh, Jamie is like uh, this amazingly talented guy, but he's a perfectionist, and it just never like got to the standards that he wanted to get to. That's another possibility. But Jamie Fox is the one who's saying that the studio blocked its release. Uh, another possibility well, okay. is that 
it's a shitty movie that's not funny. And the studio is like, oh, well, I guess we're going to take a bath on this one. Right. So what do you think? What Uh, do I think? Yeah. Well, it's all, I mean, all of that might be great in the execution. It sounds like, um, it sounds like a movie that would be hard to imagine wanting to see. Good. It does sound like a movie that um, is not good. Benicio Del Toro's in it, Eva Longoria, uh, well, Gerard Butler. Ba- who else? Gerard Butler. Jeez, it's sounding pretty good, but it might actually... I mean, the thing about Jamie Foxx is that he is just brimming with talent. That guy can... Did you hear his Trump impression? Um, I, I should... Trump impression? He has, he does like the best Trump he impression. Can, he, the guy is incredible. that I've ever heard. Like he's in, he's better incredible. than the the SNL dude. Like uh, it, it is like spot on. It's like no, he's an incredible eerie. impressionist. It's eerie. I mean, he the fact that he came up as a stand up and then can do all all the things. That, he's an amazing guy. Um, doesn't mean he can write a good comedy. Oh, I don't know if he's the funniest guy, but he's very talented. Incredibly talented. So, uh, and then, you know, sort of, if, you're, if your motivation is to um, just to, uh, try and make a movie that offends everybody, um, that might, and is just too edgy, that sometimes that's not, not the best thing to try. I don't know. So, well, I think if you're just being edgy for the sake of being edgy, then that's not necessarily... Um, uh, that's not a recipe for comedy. Um, but the thing that people bring up is like, uh, what about Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder? Mm-hmm. Where he plays exactly. a man in blackface. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's very disturbing to watch mm-hmm. and you laugh nervously. And th- he play, he doesn't play a man in blackface. He plays an actor who's playing blackface. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And 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 he is. This is a very important. Commenting on himself. Yes. Being um, an egotist. Being a crazy egotist, and and he's a big star, and everybody around him is confused as to how to deal with how fucked up he is. So you can isolate. There's Robert Downey Jr. wearing blackface, and mm-hmm. say that is unacceptable. Yeah. But then if you step back and you're like, what is the goal uh, that Ben Stiller is trying to do here? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that is actually pretty funny. You yeah. know? And it's pretty thoughtful. And it's not just for the sake of being, uh, for the sake of being, yeah. you know, taking, audacious. Taking, well, yeah. So who knows? I mean, who knows? It, yeah. So it, I we can't say because we haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Just judging from his comedy, like well, I think he's a very good actor. Here, let me just play a little bit of, of him uh, doing his... Trump, just so you have it. All right, are we gonna uh, get sued again? Won't get sued again. It's a lot of great people on both sides. Lots <laughs> of great people on both sides. I know Harry o, he's a great person. He couldn't vote for me at the time. Now he can vote for me once he gets out. I love Snoop Deal, Double G, great person. So do you love Death Row Records? I love people Death Row. I love Death Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Fake news. I honestly thought it was fake. I thought it was like somebody dubbing it. But yeah, like you look at the video. I mean, he's that good. So, I mean, he's an amazing talent. Like you said, I don't know if he's the funniest person in the world. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. But I I think that I think that movie I think that they should 
you know, in a if, if the in a I, I mean, there's so many platforms it could come out on. It should it should definitely come out now. Well, I mean, it, we, we're talking about it on Nooner, so now there's this groundswell. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. People You're who wanna, welcome, Mr. Fox, who want to see it. So. Um, I think that it's because I haven't heard of it before, but now that it's come out of my mouth uh, and I'm an influencer, I influence um, I influence my dogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why they lick their balls. <laughs> that's right. That's I started that. So uh, I think I mean you know in 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 a, in a uh, equal. I mean the thing is that the studios to put something out, it costs them money, and maybe maybe it sucks. I mean that's the thing. But hey, did you hear about this thing where? Uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was bought by AT and T, and they owned it for like uh, a month and a half. And they said, "Well, it's not like a phone." And so then they they sold it to Discovery Networks, and everybody was like, "Discovery every, Plus," I think it's every, called. everybody in Hollywood was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. And now it's turning out to be, "Oh no!" Because one of the things that they they did is they decided. Instead of releasing Batgirl, this Batgirl movie, they are just going to... The $90 million movie. $90 million movie. They're just going to shelve it and take a billions of dollars in loss on paper. And so then it'll never see the light of day because, because hey, look, the accounting says this movie, if this movie... Uh, is not released, we actually can uh, save a shitload of money on taxes. And you know what? That that might also be why I, I don't think Jamie Foxx's movie is a Warner Brothers movie, but you know, this is a business and that does drive a, a lot of a lot of Oh uh, yeah, it's things. totally a business. So I, I get that and I it's sad because people in both uh All Star Weekend and Batgirl, people devoted themselves to this for for, you know, years. And uh, like, especially like the writers, you know, they're on for years and the producers and, um, and it's a huge effort that people get really excited about and, and you don't do it, you, you do it, you do believe it in the moment that like, oh, this is something that's good or it's pretty good or, you know, I, it's fun, I'm here with people, I'm going to entertain people. And that's why these actors and, and storytellers do these things. Mm-hmm. So it is really sad when like the the rug gets pulled out from under them. Yep. But at the end of the day, they didn't pay for it. So the people who pay for it, they get to decide how it gets di- distributed, if at all. Yep. So I get that. And it's sad and it's a bummer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who do you, speaking of people who pay for their own shit, do you think that anyone's going to go see Avatar, The Way of the Water? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, up until... Uh, recently, like up that until was Friday until Saturday morning. I mean, that was the number one movie in 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 all of history. You know, I think it is again. Oh, it still is. They they yeah, because they released it again in China so that it could beat Endgame. Oh, nice. So they're going back and forth, Endgame and and yeah. Avatar. I mean, I'm gonna see it. Uh, like I. Oh yeah, I'll see. It. I mean, uh, it looks uh, it looks silly. It doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. But I, I and the first one was fine. I mean, it, it was like spectacular. From a visual point of view, but mm-hmm. you know it's not great. But but you know, no, like nobody has imaginations. Development people don't, and audiences don't want to be challenged with new content. You know, they want to see. Uh, they, they want like Beverly Hills Cop is being rebooted on Netflix. Um, what? 
Beverly Hills As Cop. As a series? No, uh, a new movie, but with Eddie Murphy playing Axel oh, Foley. And really? Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it. And yeah. McNulty? Uh, no, that's 48, 48 hours. hours. I'm sorry. I get no, my... well, I'm not saying that those two worlds couldn't cross. So, uh, you know what? That's on me. I'm sorry for jumping down your throat. Who, um, oh, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, and, ju- yeah, and uh, what's his name? John Ashton? Is that his name? John, I don't know. John, yeah, uh, uh, who's great. Um, and I just saw the, the trailer for Fletch, uh, Confess Fletch. Is that with Chevy Chase? Or? No, no, okay. it's with John Hamm. And, you know, I, oh, good. I love John Hamm. I think yeah. he's so funny. Uh, but it did feel like, oh, they're really like aiming hard for that that Chevy Chase cadence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to do something like that, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with John Hamm doing that. Yeah, I think yeah. He's, he's great. Uh, Greg Matola is uh, directing, you know, who oh, did yeah? Adventureland and Freaks huh. and Geeks and oh. stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, I think he did. Didn't he work on Freaks and Geeks? Mm, but uh, anyhow, but there's no new ideas. But oh, back to... A few new ideas. Back Not to, many, though. A lot of sequels. Okay, here's, some, here's a new idea that, that came up is... James Franco being cast as Fidel Castro. Oh, so well, that's weird. Yeah, is uh, James Franco in any way, shape, or form Hispanic? I don't believe he's so. Italian. Franco, yeah. well, he's from Palo Alto. You know, well, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Oh. I mean, I don't know what means anything anymore. Yeah, but Fidel Castro, he's a fascinating guy. Yeah, and so he, except his, his uh, if you wanted to tell his story, it's a long story. Well. I don't know the the That's scope. For 70 I years. don't know the scope of this particular story, this two hour uh, biopic. But yeah. he was cast in it, and apparently he got the blessing from Fidel, Ca- one of Fidel Castro's granddaughters. I don't know how many grandkids he has, but uh, but John Leguizamo came out against it and said, "Oh, you know, this is like whitewashing." I, yeah, whitewashing essentially. But you know, he played Toulouse Lautrec in in. Um, who did Moulin Rouge? Le, uh, Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and he's not French. Yeah, so so it gets to the question of like, okay, what is okay? What the fuck, what the fuck is really the question? So, like, you is get, it okay for a Chinese guy or a Korean guy to play a Chinese guy? Right, and and that's happened before. You know, Aquafina is half Korean, and she was in the. The the one where she goes to China, where she's got the Chinese parents, and like, what the fuck? I was I I left the film in the the farewell, the farewell. I, I she's half it. Korean. Yeah, Jesus Christ, know, the things right? you learn on Nooner. I know. So it's, this is hard, the hard kind of hard hitting journalism that um, it's not, you can't get anywhere else. No, you can just go to Wikipedia. It's right there. Oh well, it's the hard hitting journalism you can only get one other place. <laughs> <laughs> Where everybody starts their journalism, um, yeah. So yeah, but can you trust it on Wikipedia? You don't trust it until you hear it out of Marty's mouth. Uh, oh yeah, and then you yeah. know it's true. I mean, she speaks Chinese better than I do. So who does? Uh, Aquafina. Aquafina. Yeah, but she had to learn it for the role, and apparently she doesn't speak it very well, according to speakers who speak Chinese who are in my class. And got but bothered by it. Better than me. Better than you. Yeah. Well, what is up with that? Uh, well, I, 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 aren't your uh, your par- your parents are from China? I speak French better than you, bitch. Well, yeah, no, that's true. We oui, we. Oui. Um, so, how do you feel about like James Franco? I'm confused about the whole thing, honestly. It, how it I feel about James Franco is like oh, well, he's that, got that, a great big a... smile and he's a weird actor. Yeah, and he's got a troubled uh, history. 
um, I, with, I'm not. I'm not sure about every time I see James Franco, and he just because his smile just suddenly pops out of nowhere, and it's completely changes his face, and that, that's really it, disturbing. It to works me. better on Dave, you know, frankly, this month. I, you know, I, I, I didn't see the Room movie, and I didn't see the Room, 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 Room. room. Where's Where's Steve Kruger to make fun of my pronunciation oh, of Room? Keep, say it three more times. Room, 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 and he appears. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the Candy Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, so James Franco, I'm. Uh, but that's not really a question. The question is, is this uh, where do is you it, draw? Yeah, where yeah. do you draw the line? So like, um, for, I don't think Jonathan Price should have played a Vietnamese pimp in the okay, Saigon. That, that's that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. But but okay, there is a line though because I really don't think that uh, Mickey Rooney uh, should be cast in anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. But okay, so like, Bros is coming out uh, in the Bros. Bros the next month. Um, what is that? It's the Billy Billy on the street. What's his name? Billy Eichner. Eichner. Uh, Billy Eilish. He's just so funny, and you know he co he is funny. Co wrote it, um, the the screenplay, and it's it's like the first mainstream theatrical big release of a, a gay uh, romantic comedy. Where, okay. Really? Um, uh, like in the traditional sense of a romantic sure. comedy. Ah, uh, give it to him. I mean, because there's like in and out with Kevin Klein or whatever, but that. <laughs> I mean, I, let's I don't, not count that. Yeah, uh, but the cast is is all, they're all queer. It's a queer 100. percent Well, I don't know 100, percent but the the main cast is is queer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the director is straight, so what the fuck? Yeah, you know, oh, the director's so, yeah, straight. So we should boycott that movie. You know, is that really what people are saying? No, I'm I'm just saying that where is the line? You know, so like, if where it's not a hundred percent pure, like, do is it like is that the only way you can get a good story? You know, if it's a a, a story that's about something, a, a piece I, of culture. I mean, uh, uh, we're talking about this, uh, Sandra O. Oh? She gets cast as as uh, Asian people all the time, and she's Canadian. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Be here all I week. You mean American people, right? I don't know. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, she gets cast as Americans, and she's Canadian. That's bullshit. Yeah. So the whole fucking cast of Saturday Night Live used to be Canadian. Um, I mean, I I I really think that I think we've gotten a, a it's gotten a little. Uh, if, I, I think it's gotten a little ridiculous. But I think you made um, a really good point when one, one good point. When? Uh, well, like um, back when I was... Uh, 1992? Yeah. Uh, but if you... When I told you you should be an actor? Oh, no, that was the worst point ever. <laughs> uh, the, when, when you step back and you look at Robert Downey Jr. and the message that they're trying to say by having him play a a troubled person or, or, or uh, you know that you mean in tropic thunder in tropic thunder yeah that justifies that that mean you know that end justifies the mean of of him playing uh, very risky but they pulled it, it off yeah, i think i i absolutely agree and I, I feel like but you know what's terrible in that movie tom cruise wearing a fat suit i mean that's outrageous oh well that's couldn't I, they find a fat actor actually that's what tyson said he said what about tom cruise doing ugly face in that same movie i guess it's not really the same um so if you well it took it took a job away from an ugly actor that's, yeah 
Um, but my feeling is that there are very few media products that about a specific culture that are pure, you know, um, reservation dogs is, is one of, it comes probably close, you know? Um, well, yes, you've got a, for a instance, cast that is all yes. Indian, uh, American Indian, uh, you've native got native Americans. And you don't, you can say uh, you can, yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, but the producer is an indigenous person from New Zealand, right? Taika Waititi. Hello. So, where do you yeah but at the end of the day the final product should be respectful of the culture that and in the case of tropic thunder there is a respect there because it, there's mockery behind it and it, it's ironic and so i feel like that is and like you said it's very edgy but the the net result is like that actor is a tool you know yeah and and that white actor is a tool pretending to be a black yeah. Um, I mean, I people can disagree about whether or not that's acceptable, right? And so, and, but it's very and it's very very edgy, and I'm glad it came out and I, and, I, and free Jamie Fox. <laughs> and and so when like when professors get canceled for like showing a book about racism when they're talking about racism that have racist terms in it, and they they get canceled for that, that is not stepping back and looking at what the what the net goal is, you know. I just started my class and uh, today, and I've been warned, you know, to be very, very careful about what I say and how I say yeah. it. And um, I, I think that I think I am pretty careful in general, except here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's okay. It's just uh, JP. You're cool, right? It's a safe Tyson, place. you're cool, right? <laughs> um, when you like, when you have. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips being cast as Richie Valens. Yeah. That dude's Filipino, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like, is that, did that take away from the story? Well, here's the, the, the problem with that particular thing. See, here's the thing. Is that the problem with that, with that particular movie, right, is that that movie came out like 25 years ago. Mm, keep going. 30 years ago? Yeah. Right. I mean, so at that time... Um, and, and Ricky Valens was, was like one of the only, it's like Ricky Valens and, uh, question mark and the Mysterians are like the two, um, Mexican American, um, rock and roll stars, right? At a time when it was really hard to get any representation, right? And so he gets that job and that's, that's a, one of those things where it's like an example of, you just find the biggest star, and who cares? But, but he wasn't a star. That my point is, Lou Diamond Phillips was a pretty big star at the time. From what? He? No. From the, what? Yeah. From uh, I don't know. It's a long time ago. No, he, I I will look it up right now. But my point is that that whole movie was as mawkish as it might have been. You know, it's not like the most elegant. Like portrayal of 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 uh, Ricky Richie Valens, like it, it's kind of you know it's a it's a biopic. It's a very classic biopic. Yeah, they they sort of canonize this this musician, and he has this tragic end. Um, but they portray that that struggle with respect to him being a Latino yeah. uh, artist. Yeah, and in that sense, like 
it didn't take me out of it. So if they can do the same thing and have, uh, you know, uh, James Franco as Castro, then you know what? Try it. Go go see how it works for you, and let sure. the, let the market speak and whatever. I can't even begin to imagine that casting. I I, I can't either. I, I totally agree, but I I think that they're always going to be these edge cases that you have to play around with. Like, And also, as we said before, it's a business. So you want the biggest names in there. And you know, if, if you just got an ugly person or if you got Tom Cruise playing an ugly person, hey, let's go with Tom Cruise because that will get a few more extra dollars you know, at the box office. So, yeah, well, that, yeah. And, and that's another consideration. But as long as the end result is respectful to ugly people, then I'm okay with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because we deserve respect. Don't don't pander. Don't. I was just trying. Don't pander to the uggos. No. You're no, a beautiful I, man. Oh, You're geez. a beautiful, beautiful man. That's what I was I was fishing. I wasn't pandering. Um, La Bamba. Thank you. Yeah, Thank so you, he had four you. credits. Thanks for all those cards and letters. I, had, I feel loved now and seen. Okay, the, these are the five credits that Lou Diamond Phillips had before La Bamba. Well, I figured he was a big star. Wait, let me, let, me, name. let me just go through this. Uh, in Miami Vice, he played, in one episode, he played Detective Bobby Diaz. Yes, yeah, see? Miami Vice. In Trespasses, he played Drifter. Drifter, yeah. Uh, in Dallas, he played Sidewalk Thug. Oh, really? That's it? Uh, in Interface, he played Punk One. Really? And then Time Bomb, he played Terrorist. In parentheses, uncredited. So yeah, they were really like really. I thought like, he was. <laughs> and they were really milking him for his box office draw. Oh, okay. Well, uh, um, color me wrong. Okay, Whitey, don't use words words like that. What like wrong? Me wrong? I won't say that ever again. You mean color? <sighs> God, don't take that from us. Don't take that from us. Oh, don't take that from. I shouldn't. Allow you to do that, or I should take it from you. How are you, John? I was. I'm confused. I'm uh, achy. I, I, I'm old. I'm why white. are you achy? I no, know why I'm you're not, old. I know really, why you're confused. I'm, old beca- I'm achy because I'm old, and I don't okay. feel. Actually, I feel. I feel pretty good. Um, right. I had a really good class. Discussion was really good. What was uh, what did you show in? I showed uh, the award-winning, the Oscar award-winning short, the lunch date. Uh, which uh, it's I, such a fun movie, and yep. that is uh, one about subverting expectations. Yep. Um, yep. And I, uh, I've always, I always wanted to show it to point out to my students that they already know the language of film, but uh, I finally got the class to sort of time out correctly and was able to actually show it, and I showed it to them silently because, like most really great films. You can understand what's happening without, and it's hard. There's hardly it's basically any dialogue. A silent film, it's yeah. almost a silent film. Yeah. There's a little bit of dialogue in it, and there's music. Is it available adds, on YouTube? If, if yeah, people want to watch absolutely. it, yeah, absolutely. Everybody should watch it's it. It's just a short black and white film, mm-hmm. and and it's very Oscar simple. Oscar winner, uh, student film from like 1990, and uh, Adam Davidson uh, has been directing TV ever since. Um, he's actually the son of. Gordon Davidson, who used to be the artistic director at the Center Theater Group, but that's not, it doesn't matter. So the uh, and it and the funny if you the thing is you're gonna watch the original lunch date because there have been like forty or fifty different versions of this movie, um, this little short film, but it's really good. 
And uh, and so it was uh, good to show it silently because uh, there's a whole bunch of you know information that's conveyed silently about how the how the character who the character is and stuff like that. So I was very excited about the the conversation. It was good. Wait, the Coppola film, the the lunch date, because this is the first class. I don't oh, show oh I think you're talking about the conversation. You know, the conversation. I I With have. I, I might show that. I might show that in my class. I'm thinking about it. I w- it wasn't available. I just I think we might have talked about it on the podcast or talked about it with somebody. It used to not be available, but it's become available. So oh, that's it. Speaking of uh, um, limited dialogue, that's a great movie. Is it? I haven't seen it in uh, a million years. Yeah, me neither. But my memory is that it was great. Yeah, me uh, too. Cindy Williams, you know, from uh, yeah. um, Harris Shirley. Ford, and Gene Hackman. Yeah, it's great. It's great cast. Um, Coppola He's only made like Two or three bad movies Oh I think he's made more than that Oh yeah Go ahead and name them Oh okay One from the heart Godfather 3 And And Go ahead Go ahead Oh he's looking it up He's using his Magic well, Because box. I don't I try not to remember bad things I like to keep good things You in. Come on You remember bad things I just remember things. your bad things <laughs> Uh, so he he like as a an older fella, he directed a bunch of movies because he's made a zillion dollars as a winemaker. Yeah, like you know he filed famously filed for bankruptcy because I don't know why because I guess he's not a great he didn't do good things with the money that he made as a filmmaker except for buy when. Oh yeah, it was recent. I mean, he's filed for bankruptcy a bunch of times. George Lucas put him out of business with THX 1138. There you go. Uh, but uh, after that, like he he bought um, a big winery, and if you go to any grocery store or wine store, you can get all these Coppola wines that he's made millions from. Uh-huh. And he finances his own films, or he has. I, he hasn't done it for a while, but. Um, he did one called uh, Tetro, I think, with uh, the guy who plays the Abomination. What's his name? Um, Tim Roth. Tim Roth, I think. The guy who plays the Abomination. Uh, youth oh, the Without world. Youth. Have you seen that one? No. Twixt. Did you see that one? No, I don't think. Okay, are, Distant these are, Vision. These, these aren't movies. These are these candy are movies. bars. These are candy bars. You just uh, mentioned three candy bars. Okay. All right. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's, really? Done, he's done those. Really? Yeah. Gardens of Stone. What about that? Gardens of Stone. Oh, that's supposed to be awful. There you go. Jack. Jack with the Robin Williams? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I, I can keep going. Uh, okay, so that's... You You reached your limit. You can stop now. <laughs> Captain EO. He didn't direct that, did he? Is that really a movie? Isn't that a ride? No, it was a movie that you see at Disneyland. It was? I yeah. thought it was kind of like a ride. Did you ever see it? I did, I did. Was it awful? Uh, it's not good. It's not a feature film, though, so you can't really... And it's got Michael Jackson in it. You just can't count you, that you one. You know, Doug Benson of Doug Loves Movies is in that? He Doug Benson or... Doug Benson. Doug Henson. Doug Benson. Doug Benson? Yeah, he's a, he's a comedian, and he, he has a very popular podcast called Doug Loves Movies, and he's... he was just bringing up things I don't know about just to point out that well, I'm no, old and out of very touch. popular... Yeah, he's very popular. The kids like him. That's what you're saying. He's you older than you. Me into he's our, older than you. Into my grave at earlier than I'm it should be. I'm trying to help you. He's older than you, and he when he came out as and worked as an extra on there, and then he got put in the final scene, and um, it took his, his career took off from there. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
Jeez, John, you're so sensitive. Uh, one yeah. from the heart, Tyson says, is actually pretty charming. Yeah, yeah, it's not as bad as I say. As I, but there's a, yeah, some other ones. But uh, the the Gardens of Stone, you know, didn't his son die or something like during the filming of that movie? Mm. Oh, who cares? Francis Ro- Ford Roman? Coppola. He made The Godfather. He made yeah, Godfather he's a, he's 2. A great, he made Apocalypse Now. He's a great filmmaker. Great filmmaker. And, um, and a fascinating character, and he makes pretty good wine. Yep. His yeah. daughter's no slouch either. No, absolutely not. He made some not. really great movies. So over the weekend, or actually I thought about this when I was on vacation. Um, there, like, I needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and you thought about that the entire and, vacation? And I, no, and I, like, we went to the Hermes store. And the Hermes is a big <laughs> French designer. This Who's is in France. Hermes. Hermes. We're at Hermes. Yeah. Um, and like, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, bathroom. You know, they had, oh, it was? They had flower, like yeah. fresh flowers in there and all that stuff. And and then you go out there and like, and I, I, this wasn't at this store, it was at the store next door, but they had like a, like so, a little leather, like constructed thing that holds your dog's poop bags that was like $300, you know. What? It's just like a little little leather like sack, you know, with a snap on it. Yeah. That holds for, for the dog poop, bag. poop bags. Yeah, it was like 300 bucks. Yeah. Okay. And I'll go there if I have some extra the, money. Yeah, and the Hermès store has the the famous Birkin bags that go for uh how much what's the upper limit like 20,000 bucks? Two hundred fifty thousand. So these these bags they go from the cheaper ones are like twenty thousand, but they go up to a quarter million dollars for a, a handbag. What? Yeah, the Jane quarter Birkin. Million dollars? Yeah, Jane Birkin like wanted a a, a bag, and she and the Hermes these are, these people. Are, these are not like made just for you. These are no, no. You buy these, them off the rack. Buy them off the rack. Yeah. And they are a quarter of a million yeah, dollars. Yeah, and they're and they're not made of human skin. They're made of leather, not not human. And you like for that amount of money, I want like human white baby. You know, why does it have to be white with you? Because that's more expensive. Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. So that's uh, yeah. This uh, well, you can you can uh, you know go to Beverly Hills. You don't have to go to Paris to see that kind of crazy. No, but you get you get a little bit of a discount. If you go there, because the dollar is really strong and the, there's a, you don't have to pay the VAT tax. I mean, no, seriously, like you go there, there are people waiting in line to save a cup. Like they, they're like, oh, I'm going to Paris so I can wait in line for three hours to to save a few hundred bucks or you know, a couple thousand bucks. But you're hanging out with the right people. I'm not. I didn't hang out with these people. Well, you overheard I just went, them? Did I you, just went into the Hermes store and went to the bathroom like. You ju- they just let you go to the bathroom there? Yeah, it was awesome. Jesus. And I'm just just like a schlub. I'm like, thank you. I mean, mercy. Um, you are so classy. Yeah. Hey, can I use your shitter? Is yeah, you know what yeah. You said? yeah. I was like, I had like big line of, of uh, hoity-toity people outside. Give it 10 minutes. Yeah. Eh, 20. Yeah. 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 And the bags, you look over the bags and it goes from a quarter million dollars down to yeah. oh, only 100,000. Yeah, 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 exactly. Took a poop there. So- the question then is, then they like, find out that it's you, and then the price goes up. So, 
clearly there's a demand that are these, are they, they, that are people man's are bag for for the okay. doggies. Was that is that there too? Was that the no? That was at the. If you listen back uh, on the replay, it was at the store okay, next on. door. So clearly, there's a market for people to buy quarter million dollar leather handbags. Yeah, yeah. You can so, you can buy a bes- bes- bespangled. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, what are those called? Converse high tops. I, I don't know. What that have been spangled by uh, by Jimmy Choo for uh, $7,000 in Beverly Hills. Okay. But this is a quarter million. So what? This is a quarter million. No. <laughs> um, so spare me spare me your seven grand nonsense. So okay. Okay. if I had, okay. like, um, my wife once asked me, like, oh, if you, you know, if you had like $100,000 to buy, uh, a car what would you, you buy mm-hmm. uh, or I think she said like a quarter million dollars and I said yeah. oh I would buy um, is it way before your birthday I would buy 20 Honda Fits you know because <laughs> I like Honda Fits you know yeah so it like the idea of but would you have like be more controlled the idea of throwing a shitload of money down for something stupid is is not part of my like my mental processes yeah so my question to you is, what would you spend, if you had stupid money, what yeah. would you spend stupid money on? I would spend s- stupid money on beachfront property in Hawaii or California. Okay. That was, that's it. It's the only okay. thing that not, I, not, some, not something you could fit in your pocket, not something you would wear no, on your wrist. No. 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 If I had stupid money, I'd buy, a, I'd buy a, an Apple Watch. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa! Um, and uh, I, if I had stupid money, I might buy, I might get a car and hire someone to drive me around. I wouldn't give a fuck what kind of car it was. Honda Fit. I would. Yeah, I, well, I'll, I'll sell you one of mine for a quarter million dollars. Well, if it comes with a driver, I mean, I, you know, to be to have a driver, to have a a big house that's near on the beach. That's that's the only thing I can think of yeah. that I would spend money on, and I would like but to have. That- a house in Hawaii, and that I'd like to, to me have seems like a house a, in Paris. That to me seems to me like a thoughtful spending of dumb money. Yeah. And like there are people that I know who have like five-figure watches. Mm-hmm. And and we got in this discussion with a friend of ours who was like, it says it, the time is the same. And, yeah. and well, wouldn't it be cool if it wasn't? What if it? Oh, right, right. <laughs> but it's not. It's not the girl with gold watch and everything. You know, um, and that's a Robert Hayes movie with Pam Dauber. I don't know if anybody saw it. It was a TV movie uh, where <laughs> where Robert Hayes he gets a watch. He inherits Jesus a watch Christ. that stops time. And and and, and Robert and, Hayes is in it. Yeah, and, and, and Pam, Pam Dauber. Dauber. And they made a sequel that was oh. called The Girl, The Gold Watch, and Dynamite. Holy moly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I'm sorry I missed that. I have oh. to go back. Let me see if it's on. Well, uh, you know what? If you, had, if you had his gold watch, you could go back and see yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, he can only stop time. He can't go back. But there, there's, a, there's, a, there's an example of this that is actually in Beverly Hills. There's a store for these special phones that cost ten to $30,000. I know it's not a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. But they don't do more yeah. than an iPhone. No, they do less. They do less. The Supreme phone, right? I don't right? remember what it's called. It's uh, some kind of. I don't remember. I I was stunned. I was looking at it, going, "Why? What? Right? What?" So it, it's it's a weird thing that gets back. To, I get it gets down to fashion, I guess. So so like 
my argument is like, okay, a Casio watch has a quartz crystal in it that is, you know, vibrating at a very, very specific frequency that is like, that, that is infallible, you know, as long as it gets power. Are you sure? You know yeah. how that works? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Because it says quartz crystal on it. Quartz so it's got a crystal. Okay. And it vibrates? Quartz, quartz that's crystal. They, quartz crystal. I, okay. Yeah. So. Um, it vibrates? Is that how it works? Yeah. It resonates. Whatever. It resonates? Yeah. So that, that is work? what. That's what I want. That do. is what keeps time. And a Rolex has gears and yeah. you have to wind it. Yeah. And these gears are going click, 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 click. And it's, very, it's a very mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that after 100 years that that is going to keep better time than a Casio. Really? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, All right. I'll just made, take your, it's take your word made for it. by some dude who's just like putting these gears in one by one, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, let's say that, let's say that they're equal. One costs 20 bucks at, at CVS. The other one costs 20,000 bucks at the Rolex store. Or thirty thousand bucks. I don't I have no idea. So, why? 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 Yeah. Well, there's there there's a it's I mean there's there's a lot of things like watches and headphones. Like I was trying to figure out headphones because headphones if you you can buy headphones for like ten dollars, but they will break within two months, right? And then you can buy headphones for. Nine hundred dollars, or you can buy headphones for like ten thousand dollars. You can buy he- headphones have just like the a gigantic range, and it's and I so I was wondering, and I, I you know my my brother is a sound guy, so he he actually pointed me towards a specific brand of Shure headphones, and he said these are the best value because he's done the research, and they're right. about one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, but the, so that's still that's a lot of money. Go, like, yeah. Right, there is a lot of money, but they last for uh, uh, you know five years, right? And they sound great, right? And so there is like your, I would rather not buy the twenty dollar um, Casio watch at CVS because at twenty dollars the Casio watch at CVS is going to last for a year and a half. But if you buy the hundred and fifty dollar watch Casio watch at CVS or wherever at Big Five. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, fancy guy. This is not that kind of podcast. You can see yourself out but, the door and go out in your fancy. But, but the point is, is that there's a level at which here you, you, you get the best and then you're just paying super extra. Like, for, I mean, right. For, for, there is an asymptote of quality. Yeah. And there's not, you're not going to get a car that like, it doesn't increase. You can get a car for, uh, you get a car for uh, $15,000. Honda Fit. You can get a Honda. They don't. They don't sell them in the U.S. anymore. But anyhow, yes. No, that sucks. It's so sad. So uh, you get a car for fifteen thousand dollars, right? Can you get a car for fifteen thousand? No, no, no. Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, twenty thousand. Okay, you get a car for twenty thousand dollars. If you get a car for like a Toyota Versa, I think. Yeah. If you get a car for twenty thousand dollars, if you get a car for fifty thousand dollars, it's gonna be better. Yeah. It's gonna be much better. It's not necessarily gonna do. What a car does twice as good. Maybe maybe 20, 50, 20 to 50, you might be twice as good. Yeah, but 50 to 80? 50 to $100,000, $100, you're just going to get nicer interior. And but get, nicer how? Well, it'll be made it, out is of Is it going babies. to like... Yeah, it, 
white babies? Yeah, it'll be made out of white no, babies. No, not for $100,000. No, not for $100,000. No, it'll just be made no, out of cows. Asian babies. Asian it'll, babies for, for $100,000. It'll be made out of cows. Cow are you weather. saying that Asian people are cows? No, How not dare at all. you? No, you said that. That's terrible. You're a monster. So it'll be made out of fancy leather, and, and you'll maybe get some electronics and stuff, but it won't drive... It won't drive five times better than the one that cost $20,000. It might last twice as long or maybe three times as long. So maybe you're getting, but once you get to like $300,000 or a million dollars, it's, it's just, you're just paying for the brand name. It's dumb. Here's what but people I would, do it because they have too much money. Yeah. But here's what I would do if I had too much money. Yeah. If I had stupid money. I would build a, a house with um, with a trap door that goes to <laughs> wait. What? Let me finish, no, asshole. I would, I would absolutely do that. Too. Yeah. yeah, that goes to a panic room that is like full of like like a, a cotton candy machine and like you know and like a big wine cellar and a big ass TV I would, that nobody would know about. I would totally have. I wouldn't put a trap door, man. I would Whatever. have a library with a spinning door yeah. with, with a a a, a bookcase. That, yeah. that that elevates into this. Yeah, ceiling. don't 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 pull that candlestick. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Only but I, I would have yeah. I would have a trap door that would be in my office with sharks. Yeah, and it would be right and I'd Hi John, uh, you brought me in here. <laughs> I would do that all day. I would just have people I I I actually I would put an ad in, in the paper and say, you know, come to be my assistant and if I didn't like him, I just hit the button and he'd go down and you don't like anybody. Sharks. Yep. Oh, I see. If you have a, if you had like a billion dollars, very, you could totally get away with very murder. fat sharks. What? There'd be some very fat sharks because you know you don't like it very many people, so you would send them all down. I get baby sharks. <laughs> <laughs> You're so happy with yourself, but see, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, <sighs> what a good song. That's a good song. Um, Tyson says that Finian's rainbow might have content that would be probably. Problematic to some, also pretty charming. Mm. So Finian's Rainbow, I, I believe, is a Coppola film. Is that right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't. And, that and movie. it's got you know Petula Clark. Oh, uh, yeah. When you're seen. alone and life is giving, making you alone, you can always go downtown. downtown. Yeah. yeah, don't have a worry. Uh, uh, Fred Astaire, uh, Barbara. St- uh, Barbara Hancock. I'm sorry. Coppola directed Finian's Rainbow. Yeah, go figure. Son of a gun. 1968. Um, so that that actually brings up a question of like, there are some movies that are that have good things to them that we might have enjoyed as a kid mm-hmm. uh, or in previous generations. Mm-hmm. Um, for for example, Breakfast at Tiffany's has some wonderful. Like emotional moments to it. I don't, you know, I I don't remember. Uh, I remember finally seeing Breakfast at Tiffany's and wondering what the big deal was. Okay, but anyway, regardless of yes, that, yes, a lot of people love it. Okay, but there are things that are objectively terrible about it. Yeah, yeah. as as there are with every movie that Mickey Rooney was ever in, which is why he shouldn't be in movies, right? No, I don't think they should allow. Him I don't to think be they should allow him in movies. So uh, I'm I'm curious. How you, as somebody who uh, is sort of a curator of of films for another generation, I how, prefer to call myself an expert. No, go ahead. Okay, how how you um, 
How do I? Re- well, how? No, I, how you n- prevent me from ever asking a, a simple question? Well, what I do um, is I interrupt you in midstream uh, because I think of something that I think is going to be funny, and then I say it, and it's not. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's a, it's, <laughs> oh, you said something funny. That's funny. Um, so. Oh, that's a, here, that's a really good question because um, I, I, I'm thinking I'm I'm changing my. Um, my first film from Wizard of Oz to the original King Kong, right? Have you ever seen the original King Kong? Uh, One of my favorite films. I, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Really? Oh, it used to be on Creature Double Feature like every all the time. It's it's. Is that what they called it? We just had Creature Features. Well, that's because I grew up in a larger TV market. Yeah, it was doubly, New Hampshire. It was doubly better. Yeah, it was on Channel 38. If, if only Kruger were here, we could go, go off on Frank Avruch for like an hour and a half. Uh, uh, the good old days. No, I'm just enjoying the fact that we're not doing that. Let's just listen to a moment of silence for that not happening. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, so uh, the thing, one of the, there's a lot of problematic things about uh, King Kong. It's very fun. First of all, I mean, Fay Ray. It's an apist film. But... It's an apist film. First of all, Fay Ray. Uh, is is totally nothing except an object of desire. In fact, she does not move under her own power in that movie. Well, except for one second when she's running through the forest, and it's so startling. Other than that, she's sitting or yeah. draped across, she's, or yeah, being but, uh, carried. Actually, a lot of that is because of the special effects. Because like she, no, I'm not talking about when she's being carried by oh, the ape. Okay. I'm talking about every other scene that she's in. Uh, she does not walk well, in any scene. I listen. I did a close analysis. No, no, film. no. I'm I'm thinking that that means that that's like yeah, that, that that's pretty much what women should do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, when she's not being carried by King Kong, she's being carried by uh, the uh, Jack Armstrong, who I can't believe that's really the actor's name. But, uh, you know, he was like, I don't know nothing about women. Um, And uh, the other thing that's problematic, so that's interesting and kind of fun. The other thing that's problematic about this movie is that the Islanders are all played by African-Americans and they all do all of the terrible 1933 stuff. And so there's something, you know, I and and I, I have to, and you know, I, I show them Casablanca, so I have to introduce that, and I have to say there there are elements of this movie that are racist, and the reason that there are elements of this movie that are racist is because the movie was made in 1933, when and the racism country, was okay. Racism was okay. The country was racist, and I introduce, I talk about the silent era, the biggest. The two biggest movies, the still the, the highest grossing movie of all time Gone is with Gone with the Wind, if you adjust for inflation. And that movie is so, I mean, I don't understand. People, when I was growing up, people loved that movie. I've been to Butterfly McQueen. We've both been to Butterfly McQueen's house, and it was a shitload better than our houses, mm. you know? Where was that? When we shot that. Um, that Butterfly McQueen's house, yeah. or is that in, the, in her neighborhood? Because that's no, my no, neighborhood. No, it was, no, it was her. It, it was, was her house? house? Yeah. Yeah. It that was, was a huge-ass house, but... She had to suffer a lot for that. And, yeah, I yeah. mean, well, and she got an Oscar, but it's uh, yeah, but it's not. She, she was saying the lines that were in the in the yes. the script. But that, that's this still, country, this if you think that this country doesn't have a racist past and isn't doesn't have a racist present, then you're not paying attention. So that does not mean. So the the question then, what you're saying is that it is important to look at those things and not cancel them 
I think so. I think that I think that like so. Saying, do you do that with your class? Yeah, and I, I explain and I talk about I talk about things that were I t- tell them I can't show them. Um, uh, one of the most important song of the films. south. Oh wow, song of the south. Um, uh, I I don't talk uh, the uh, uh, God, birth of a nation. Birth of a nation. I you know I I sh- the big poster the poster's got a Klansman on it. Yeah, you know, and, and they made a shitload of money, right? Yeah, it and made, it was a cultural had a huge cultural impact as you discussed previously yeah, yeah, on the yeah. show. So uh, I think it's important to realize that um, these are um, cultural objects that are over their time, and to understand the time and understand where we've come from, it's important to look at those things. And I think that banning books is is super dangerous and and stupid. Um, on b- both the left and the right, you know, I think that it's important that uh, that everything is out there. I think that the the only good, um, the only good antidote to um, bad free speech is free more more free speech. I really think, and I don't think that. I think that I I think that when colleges, you know, don't allow speakers to come uh because some of the people might be offended by their message that really bothers me it just it seems i know it's like giving them a platform but if you don't give them a platform then they won't open their big fat mouths and say big dumb things and if they're saying something that you disagree with maybe it's um it gives you an opportunity to maybe learn something maybe learn why you disagree with them because a lot of the time people are upset about things that they haven't even read you know what i mean yeah they're upset because their friends told you they should be upset they're upset because you know you heard that something and then by watching these things or experiencing these things or uh you then are challenged to come up with why yeah why and then or and then or then you get to watch all of Tropic Thunder. Not that Tropic Thunder is like this paragon of, of like great social satire, but any social satire, whatever. Uh, Blazing Saddles and um, or on down the line. Like and, and you have to then defend it and understand why it is, uh, why that sort of racist depiction has merit. Yeah. So there's something that's in my uh, in my social uh, uh, that I, I I hope nobody ever notices, but I'm just going to call it out. So there's this guy named um, You're white. No, it's uh, this guy named Jordan Peterson, right? Canadian. He's a Canadian guy, and he's uh, oh, shithead. He's a shithead. Yes, he is a shithead. So he wrote a book called The Twelve Rules for Life, and um, I um, didn't know who he was. Uh-huh. And uh and he's a psychology professor, that's all. Yep. And I, I I read it and I read the first like six rules and um and they were it, it was a lot of really interesting things in the first six rules and uh I thought this is really interesting and smart. And so I, I oh, posted isn't that like it's insidious, right? Well it's not that the thing is it was interesting and smart. It still is. Yeah. No, you know? no, that that, and then I, I'm not challenging that. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with some of his thinking, right? Right. But then, um, uh, and so I wrote on Facebook. I said, I'm just reading this book, and it's really interesting. 
And then I read the rest of it, and um, then like the, the the ninth rule rule of life is if you have children, you should like not coddle them and 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 not, not let them cry and whine. And I was like, huh. And then like the ten, the twelfth rule is genders should stick to their own lanes. And I was like, huh. This is this is kind of creepy, and it's not as creepiest work. And certainly, and you got canceled that, that by that time. No, I I people nobody nobody uh, noticed that. It's still there, of course. I'd like to go back and erase it. Who cares? Um, but yeah. I think actually I wrote later on in the comments, I said, read the rest of the book, do not agree with this guy. And, uh, and but, he, he but that's is, kind of what cults do, right? They, they, they are like, oh, just... Are you asking me because I'm in a cult? Or you no, said that like, I, I'll get to that later. Okay. But, but no, they're like, oh, you know, it makes sense to be self-empowered. And then it's just like little by little, then it's like, oh, then it's just like one more step to... To something a little more extreme, you know, and the first the first six steps make sense, and then the seventh one, oh, okay, well, let's try that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I think that uh, uh, my my sense is that uh, he uh, this guy and a lot of other people. I, my sense is that this guy had some a point of view, and then what got him attention and adulation and hatred is what he leaned into. Now, do you think he's driven by ego or by ideology? It seems very much like he's driven by uh, ego in the sense that he thinks his ideology is is smarter than everybody else. Yeah. Uh, and I think... I hate those people. Yeah. On, on all sides. It, it's not... That is that is not... I mean... That, you know, and I don't, I don't yeah. know because I haven't read anything else by him because I was so sort of grossed out by... He's just a gross man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of... It, I, I just learned about this thing... Uh, my son was telling me about red pill. Yeah. You know what that is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just found that. I mean, it's a matrix reference. Oh, yeah, but it, what it, there's a specific men's movement kind of yeah. thing where yeah. you realize you if you take the red pill, you you the 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 scales come from your eyes and you realize that that uh men are are emasculated by our our current culture yeah, and, yeah. and that we're not uh, empowered in any way and all of our power is being taken away. And if you take the red pill, then you, you start to realize that what you should do is, is strut around and, and, you know, yeah, yeah. grab Demean women, women by, the, yeah, yeah. by their pussies, by their pussies or uh, whatever happens to be nearby. Yeah. <laughs> and pull them towards you and be all like, and it's, it's, uh, it's fucked up. I think, I mean, it's it's really it's really creepy. I mean, it's it's creepy to me that people are so like challenged by this their by other people having power. Okay, you know hum, what I mean. Hum, Humphrey's Humphrey's an incel, just so you know. So he, he's he's trying to negate. You know, the right incel now. community was started by a woman. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, the incel the incel um, website. Which stands for involuntarily celibate. Mm-hmm. Um, was started by a woman who was uh, involuntarily celibate, and then it sort of got taken over by men, and she shi- she kind of left. Typical. It. Yeah, and then then it became this weird ass thing that was just like women are are withholding sex for me. Well, and this gets like, back, dude. To, try masturbation for the I know, love of God. I mean, and, and, well, no, that's the whole thing. Is like, no, you shouldn't do it. That you then, shouldn't. Yeah, that's they, they have those challenges. It's part of the incel community, but um, just make you really uh, grumpy. 
grumpy is that what you call what these people do yeah 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 oh when that guy killed all those people at santa barbara he was just grumpy yeah that's terrible um that is awful. yeah malcolm ingram he was on the podcast and i asked him what what got his goat and and i mentioned this before on the podcast but he said uh self-entitlement and uh, it was one of the the softballs i had and mm-hmm. And self-entitlement, and it's just like it's such a simple answer, and it encapsulates so many problems with the world. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of self-entitlement. Like you deserve nothing, you know? No. You deserve nothing. Uh, uh, more than anybody else, I should say. Um, no, you deserve nothing. Yeah. Life is not fair. Life is not fair. Life so- is not fair. We are 93 million miles away from a giant nuclear furnace that is, for some reason, blowing up like a gazillion bombs like every hour. And we are just the right distance away with just enough water yep. and just enough and, and, and lucky, five billion you, years. You of, lucky motherfucker. I mean, just count your fucking exactly. blessings. Exactly. And, and and you happen to be a species that has a brain and you can appreciate it. These are, these other animals, they're happy, but they don't really know why. Yeah. Or they're hungry or no. they're not happy. And, and you have the privilege to understand. And if you're fucking born in this country, in this century, you have nothing to complain about. I was in a castle two weeks ago. I had no idea why the fuck I was there, but I was there and it was awesome. Were you in a castle or a chateau? You were in a castle, weren't you? What's the difference? I thought a chateau was a house. Um, a maison is a house. You were in a castle? I was in a chateau. But, but a, 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 what's, what's oh, French? A chalet is a... Is a uh, um, so a sh- you were in a castle? I can show you pictures later. But the point is, I was in a big-ass house that I had no business being in. And was I, it a house or a castle? And I didn't feel like I... B- you just said it was a castle. I didn't, now you're saying it's a house. It's very confusing. I was in a big-ass castle that I had... <laughs> you didn't really you're go to just, France. Why are you just... Why are you, like, shitting on me? Because it's not I'm funny. I'm not shitting on you. I'm questioning you. No. You just go with it. This okay. Is, you were in a castle. Sorry. I just I, I, thought it'd be funny. I, it's weird that I learned improv from this guy who's just like, no, don't, don't ask questions, don't deny. Don't ask questions, don't deny. And that's like the bulk of his... Anyhow, um, so uh, I was... And I had no business being there, but I was there. And I enjoyed it, I appreciated it, and I accepted it. And I didn't ask for more. <laughs> like Because like... I, this is my chateau, you know, like whatever. Like, mm-hmm. um, so that that whole idea of like of an somebody who has no sh- social skills and only hangs out with other men who have no social skills who only talk about fucking women that they can't fuck. The fact that they have this this sense that they're entitled to something, like like women or whatever it's crazy you know yeah I, I, and i would i th- one of the things that i want to do like one of the things that i appreciate about this podcast is is just being able to talk to other people um like there's always been a, a healthy friction in our conversations because we 
do have different views on things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's a degree of echo chamber for sure, you know. Yeah. We're not all incels, but but like I would I would welcome somebody like that just because I want I have questions. I want to know where that comes from aside from watching YouTube videos and reading Reddit threads, you know. Where does that come from in your life, you know? No, no, that's where it comes from. It 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 that's you you take away you take away the uh, yeah. is that what you're asking yeah like, where does it come from it comes well, it comes from, from that, it comes you know? from no there's no other aside from that there's basically you're unhappy and then you find a place where people say your unhappiness is actually the fault of somebody right. else and this is the the issue is that like everybody wants simplicity and that that is a that is a a, a simple thing like um, if I see something in the periphery that is moving. You know, in my field of vision, like I, and I'm not expecting it. I run away. I react, you know, it's a flight or flight moment because I think it's a predator, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that is a very simple way of interpreting the stimulus around me, the stimuli around me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then if you stop and you're like, oh, that's just, that's just John posing very weirdly in my periphery no i'm it's a hypothetical what what are you talking about i I wasn't even looking at you um marty's mean (laughs) i don't know what you're saying but uh yeah i mean that that is you have to we as humans have the the luxury of taking a breath and thinking about things yeah before we open our fucking mouths yeah and that's i think the problem with um social media and whatever and me i mean i'm, I'm certainly prone to that and if you've listened to this <laughs> podcast you've there's a lot of similarities in the problems with social media and, and me yeah. yeah no yeah. for sure i like i i, I look at facebook that, and i think that's marty all over. i i we all speak off the cuff and we say stupid things like there are things like and there's a reason why i don't want to censor them because i i think this is just this is the human condition we say stupid things and we we act rashly and then we we feel great regret uh and and we should be able to do that without losing our our well-being um on a happier note yeah um what what have you watched recently we we've been watching the good place oh such a good show. And I, I, it's my second time going through. I've only watched actually the first three seasons, but I watched all three seasons and, and uh, before the, I haven't watched the full four. Oh, season. you haven't watched the last one? No. Is it, is it five or four? Four, four. Yeah. Man. But it's just such a, uh, if you like what we're talking about, it, it, it's just a funny, thoughtful show. Um, and with, some fantastic acting. Darcy Carden is amazing. Ted Danson is amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, it's, it's, it is, I, I think I might watch it again. It is so it, It's well worth done. rewatching. It's very, it's um, Michael Shore, you know, who is a producer on, on um, The Office and, and Parks and Rec. Uh, he, uh, just he was um really got into philosophy um and he created a sitcom that was basically about the the bullshit that he was talking about i'm not a philosophy person but he tackles these issues that we all think about in a really thoughtful way with a lot of uh in a very informed way 
and it's just hilarious and um yeah it, it's kind of like um a more um nerdy version of seinfeld you know because seinfeld i think tackles all these sort of uh day-to-day -day sort of philosophical questions of like oh you know what if they don't see me leaving a tip in the jar you know at, at starbucks um so i better wait until they turn around and the good places about that on a more sort of macro level yeah it is it's so it, it is so good um so um so uh i've been watching um uh never have i ever which is a uh mindy kaling uh on netflix on netflix mindy kaling comedy about an speaking Indian of the office yeah no why are you interrupting me see i no, no. <laughs> mindy kaling comedy but indian american yeah. um high school uh girl and i it's so it is so like not aimed at me but i fucking love it why because it, it's so well written and uh and like every single episode uh honest to god i laugh my ass off and i cry i cry a lot because it's it deals with you know being an outsider it deals with um family but it deals with it in a really 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 fun and funny way um i also um i also wrote uh, or read I read uh, Mickey Seven, um, and it's that's a lot of fun. We talked about that last week. I, I recommend that. And then I also uh, read the new book uh, that I'm I'm looking for this quote from Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John. Wait, let's get back to Mickey Seven. Okay, just because that was the recommendation. I don't know if anybody else read it. Uh, if you did read it, uh, let us know. Um, I mean, it's a very short novel. Yeah. Um, and did you, and one thing, did you read it? I recommended it to you. Yeah. I don't know if you read it though. I, I, I don't read anything, but yes, I re did read it. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and I found it, uh, yeah, it reminded me of, of, of a friend of mine. Um, so it was, it was a friend of John, you, you, you died six times. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> That's not the that's not the only quality Mickey has okay. of dying six times, but uh, yeah. What what did you think of it as like science fiction? Oh, I I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It, it didn't. I mean, you said the guy who wrote it was a quantum uh, physicist or something, and it didn't really have any. It's 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 uh, science fiction was not um, particularly mind blowing. It, no, no, and I actually yeah, and that. I like that, but there are little references to it. Yeah, later. No, on. it's good. Um, it's good, and I don't want to be bogged down by you know Neil Stevenson type of like, uh, you know, here's an appendix of how you can figure out the. the science good lord, that guy's terrible. Uh, <laughs> guy wrote that, Neil Stevenson. He wrote Snow Crash, and ever since then, he's been writing these concepts that that, and I read them. I've read them all. You read them all. Jesus, I've read them I, all, and I they're all like read, boring as hell. I, 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 I mean, I like, I like them, but anyhow, Seven I, Eves. Seven, I read Seven Eves, and I could go on and on about what's wrong with it, but then I realized Seven Eves is a palindrome, and that's probably why he fucking wrote it. Jesus Christ! But, <laughs> I, but, I, but uh, the thing here's the thing about Mickey Seven. This is the, the this is the thing that uh, bothers me. Yeah. Uh, so I highly recommend well, the, it. The fun. fact that you you. 
like whipped through it means that something bothered you. So that's why that. No, that's why I wanted to stop you. There's one thing where, and it's really important to the plot that, you know, the the uh, the uh, the aliens. Yeah. He, the aliens. The big alien. Yeah. Basically saves his life. Yeah. And then he goes on to not mention that to anybody, and I'm not clear why he doesn't mention it to anybody. It would change the entire. But he just never gets around to saying. Oh, the other aliens is a big one, and it seemed to be intelligent and didn't kill me. I I think that I did not have a problem with that because I I felt that was like a very kind of well because there are, are there are other reasons why he didn't bring that up. Well, but the, we, it, it reminded me of those scenes in Lost where it's like, all right, uh, there's something really important that just happened, and I'm gonna tell you about it. But first, we have to walk across the island. And then they never say anything about it and important information. He never had a true confidant, and and that because he never had he had a, he had himself and he had his girlfriend for like nine uh, years. Well, no, he should have told himself uh, that 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 would have made sense. Well, why did he tell anybody? I mean, he don't. Okay, it's I, I, we it's can not get, like a secret. Like we a can, secret, we can secret. get into it um, offline, but but it, I. I did not have a problem with that. It's but. not. It's the thing. It's it's not a. It, it's understandable. It's just one of those things that if I was writing it, I couldn't have done that. It wouldn't. Didn't make any right. sense. And it but works really well. I, I, I mean, know that kind of stuff happens in books all I the know. time. And that's a funny thing is like because I think about everything, and I'm always trying to think of the most rational thing. Yeah. But the thing is, people are not rational. Yeah. And that that's one thing. And there's you can do that, and if you say. Uh, people aren't rational, uh, you know. Like, I, I'm just trying to think of any plot thing. Like, you know, like yeah, they, they, they like. Oh my god, my brain is uh, off. But in this case, I or not in this case, but in some cases, you can say like, okay, I'm writing for a flawed character, you know. Yeah, and that's different from. Um, that's a plot hole because people are flawed, you know. That is, that is a. I think if you write a deliberate a character who has a deliberate deficit, then that's one thing, and then it's another thing to say like oh, I'm just I'm just lazy and I didn't want to deal with that complexity. I don't know what that the case is here. Yeah, uh, no, it's 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 a perfectly fine thing. It's just that there's, but but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right? absolutely, like, yeah. absolutely. So, it's but just, but the thing is, I I have a really hard problem writing for writing deficits for characters. Yeah. Because, you know, we, I I think it's, whether it's because I grew up reading comic books where the superheroes are always omnipotent and whatever, you know, we, that, or it's my own like idealizing of, of uh, myself, you know, I want characters to be perfect, but they're not. And I think that when they're not, and you see Philip Marlowe, you know, in the Raymond Chandler books, like, someone who we respect but acting badly but within the character like it's really awesome and yeah. it's so hard to do that i don't i'm not saying that, that that's what is happening in this book but it's a very difficult thing to do well it just it, the the book would have just gone in a completely different well, way there's that. That, i mean kind I'm, of a big deal yeah. so it but it it happens all the time where people have this some piece of information and for no, one no. reason or another, they never right, mention right. it to anybody. There's a there's a, a fine line between clever convenience, and yeah, clever. No convenience and character. Yeah, you know. But it, it reminded it it, it it brings up for me like the Hunger Games 
and then the the sequels, the Hunger Games, Katniss goes, uh, I don't um, believe that anybody's out for me. And at the end, she realizes all these people are actually rooting for me. Wow. And then exactly the same thing happens two times. And yeah. by the third book, it's just like, dude. A- embrace it. You're, everybody's on your side, and I can tell, and I'm not even there. Um, the other book I just finished, uh, or actually I haven't finished it. Wait. What? Do you know why Bong Joon-ho would want to do that? What would Is it attract- a movie? Well, he's he's making that. That's his next movie with Robert Pattinson. Mickey right. Seven. It's a movie, not a TV show. Not a TV show. Why he would make that movie? Yeah. Do, do, do you see why he would do that? Uh... I don't. I don't know uh, any particular. I th- it's a good story. I think it. It would make a an interesting movie. I. I don't know if it's the best. It's certainly short enough to make a good movie. Right. It's intriguing. Um, it's I like. Some, I like doing when you take a short book and make a movie. Yeah. As opposed to doing the Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Long, longer books are really hard to make into movies unless well, it's, it, it is the Fellowship of the Rings. So you can say, "Oh, look, they." You you don't get to Rivendell until two thirds of the way through the movie, and after I mean uh, the book, and after you've read the book, you don't realize that, and you think, and you read it, when you read it again, you're like Jesus Christ, get out of the fucking Tom Bombadil! Can we stop with the Tom Bombadil? Well, that's why they cut him from the movie. God but, Almighty! <laughs> uh, but I will say that, um, and and we'll get to your next book, uh, but uh, Snowpiercer, Parasite. Um, the host. These are Bong Joon Ho's yeah. other films. Um, three of them. He did uh, two or three others. Um, but those are all based. What's the one about the big pig? Uh, Okja. 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 Um, uh, but those three are class plays a big part of those movies. Yeah, this Parasite. is all about class. And Mickey Seven is about class and and knowing your place. And I think that's what attracted him to that. I, I'm looking forward to see how he elevates it and makes it a little more interesting. Um, so, but I, I found it. I mean, it's a short read. I got it from the library. I didn't spend any money on it, but of course, I, well, I'm not worried about it because this guy sold his his book to Bong Joon Ho, so he's he's doing fine. But um, yeah, I recommend everybody to if you're looking for a few hours of diversion. Uh, what was the other book that you read? Uh, the other book is Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel, who wrote um, the, uh, uh, what's it Station called? Station Eleven. Station Eleven. Yeah. And uh, it's her latest book, and uh, it's it's. I can't very, believe I knew that. It's very, very good. And um, and there's a quote in there that's really interesting. Um, and I, I, I was looking at Goodreads because I thought it would be in here, um, but the, the, it's not. And I'll tell you what the quote is from memory. But the the quote that they have in here is, "When have we ever believed that the world isn't ending?" And I think in the <laughs> in the same sentence oh it says, "In fact, I think she she goes on to say this thing, which just blew blew me away. Is such a like great quote. In fact, the world is constantly ending, just like your life and my life. Or, yeah. Or well, no, but th- that's I mean that's there's a whole like little speech, and it's like it could have it could be just an essay." Like one of the okay. characters says that. So is that in that like we should all be um, all just like chill the fuck out or we should all 
be mindful and appreciative of the no, moments that we have. No, I think it's a cultural have. thing. I don't think there's a should there. I don't think it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's an observation about culture. And I think it's about, the thing is, is that we are, and we always have been, like as people, if you go back, you go back throughout history, even when things didn't change back a thousand years ago. Yeah, nothing changed back then. It really didn't. You I mean everybody was in the same job, and as their grandfather and their great grandfather, and the the people didn't change well, very much. I there mean, was hardly any technical innovation. Yeah, there, I was reading about the uh, the medieval um, uh, medieval times, and and this guy said your hands went all like like I'm grabbing boobs, like medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> you were like grabbing a body wench. That's that's what I got from that. Anyhow, go on. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, but he, he said that the, the peasants at the time were politically inert, which is, I mean, they really were. They were oppressed. 99% of the, or 95% of the population was oppressed by the warriors <laughs> and the cler- and the church, <laughs> right? They were, and, and they had no, and they, they had no power and yet they didn't do anything about it for like like uh, 800 years. They just sat there and said, yep, he's a king. How do you know he's a king? Because he hasn't got shit all over him. <laughs> you know, and they didn't do anything. And now we, we look back on that and go, what the fuck? How could they put up with that? But that's just the way people were. Most people didn't have any power. And they said, well, I don't have any power. I'm just going to get killed. Oh, well. And that's the way people were. But they, there's still the sense that the world is ending because the world is always ending. The world like that exists now is not the little world that exists now. But I, even on a like a moment by moment level. But the thing about that, that that's that's interesting about this sort of post like if you read, read a lot of science fiction, you'll notice that um, nowadays most science fiction, uh, I would say half of it is post apocalyptic. It's about right, the end of what, the world. It's no, it didn't used what, to be that way. So if it didn't used to be that way, then people didn't think it was the end of the world. No, but people thought it was the end of the world even when the science fiction was hopeful. People, you know, back in like people okay. were always talking about the end of the world. It's just that but now. What about when there was some lovely filth down here and they didn't worry about the filth elsewhere? You know what? Who? What? Uh, uh, you were quoting metaphor? Monty Python. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's some lovely filth down here, you know. Like, what? That's Monty Python. It is? Yeah. Lovely filth down here? Yeah. I, is okay. that from the same movie? Yeah. It's oh, from, I'm sorry. Monty Python. I mean, I was. it's like in the same scene, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's some lovely filth down here. Um, well, now I. Now right. I guys. <laughs> <laughs> But it, like, if in that world, like, if all you're thinking about is the filth of your day to day, like, how do you, how does that portend the the end of the world? If like, if your day is shit, you know, like, if your day is just like in the muck, like, yeah, how, how does, how could it be any worse? You know, Jehovah, Jehovah. Um, yeah, no. How could, it, how could it? How could it be any worse, right? But but that's sort of the attitude everybody always has. It was like it, it used to be good. Like almost everybody's all all generations. Oh, it used to be so much better, and now it's all going to shit. Oh, this podcast used to be so much better. Uh, yeah, this, this podcast. 
My life used to be so much better. Oh my God, Bill Watterson, where are you? Oh, oh please come back. Come LA back. used to be so much better. Now it's all gone to shit. The United States used to be so much better. Now it's all gone. The world used to be so much better. Now it's all gone to shit. Yeah, no. I, and we've all I, people have okay. had that attitude forever. Well, okay, but the hesitation, the the resistance to change is different from the fatalism of, say, global warming. You know. No, I don't. That's that, that, that's the point that I'm trying to make. I know, but I'm, I think I'm trying that to you're wrong. Okay, so I know that when I was 12. That the world get, was going to get under your end. get under your desk. Get under your yeah. yeah. The, the, you, the you, world no. no the I, end of the I, world I is going to come from apocalypse. No, but it was it was coming no, no. from, I, from I a population bomb. Yeah, it was yeah. going to come from all kinds yeah. of things because fear is a way to get eyeballs. I guess you know. Well, that's part of the yeah. problem, but it's also just the way we think about the world because we're all going to die. All right. <laughs> So, thank you for We're going to dip into the mail sack. Styling. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Where's Dan? Oh, we should, I'll, I'll call him. I'll, yeah, call I'll him. See if tell he, him to come you know, over here. No, you call him. No, you call him. You ca- no, no, he you doesn't listen to me. You're a mule. You're a mule. No, you're a mule. Oh, you're, I you're, looked in the mirror and it looked like you, and it was, it was a mule. A mule. <laughs> Wait, we're both mules. Oh my god. Yeehaw. Uh, oh lord. Yeah, no, you call him because he'll listen to you. He won't listen oh, to me. He won't listen to you. No, but but don't do it now. You know, uh, you know how to get Dan to call you back. You know how to get anybody to call you back. You page them nine one one. No, you 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 leave a message. Hey man, congratulations, and then you hang up. I tried that with. I, I, I was about to say, have you tried that? I, I did that with Dan once. And what happened? He called me back. What did he say? He said, Why did you say congratulations? I said, Since you called me back. <laughs> so I'm going to try that again. I love it. That was like 10 years ago. Oh my God. You have to do that. Yeah. You have to do that. And that will be the impetus. That will be the starting point for next week's episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, John Burns. Oh, not me? No. Are you John Burns? Not Gonzo fiddles while John Burns. Not Burns. John Byrne. I, I, I stopped listening to you like, again like three hours ago. Um, so glad to continue hearing your voices on a semi-regular basis. Sorry about that. Even if it is just a duo. Semi? Duo? Um, uh, I get worried when the iTunes doesn't update for a while, but delighted when back-to-back post pods are dropped, as if no time has passed. Uh, we we do our best. It's it's been hard, you know. We we do our best, but I guess our best wasn't good enough. In regards to your extensive debate on tipping in America, I've personally flip-flopped back and forth on its merits over the years, went through a period of putting a zero on the bill with maybe a few singles out of guilt, regardless of whatever a total after a meal or drink order was. No, no. You have to adhere to where you are. So if somebody... That is not acceptable. It is not acceptable. Because if you're at at a... uh, what was one of the, Georgia? If you're at, at a Waffle House in Georgia and you got something, don't they, they're getting paid two thirty five an hour? Like that's not that is not acceptable. How y'all doing? Uh, 
you know what? If I got that friendliness, I would I would be so pleased that you could smile and be pleasant for two thirty five an hour. There's nothing that I mean. Uh, you know, all I can think about is going to Waffle House and getting like what is it, smashed, smothered, and covered. Mm. There we go. Um. um okay. Uh, it wasn't until I became more financially sound that I begrudgingly put down the minimal 10%. Okay. Is this guy Canadian? Uh, I forget where John is from. Um, but no, I, John, I totally get it too because like, it's fucking expensive to go out. I don't, I don't go out very often. I only go out because my wife says let's go out. But like, I don't go out by myself because it's, it's so, like, it's crazy expensive, and and I, not that I don't want to tip. If I go out, I'm go, I already put it in my head that I'm going to tip. I, I think that would be the my advice, and you can ignore it as you should. But when I go out, I just assume that I'm going to uh, tip twenty percent. You know, because. Can I just say that yeah. you should tip, but this entire conversation is making me want to go to a diner alone and read a book and have a, a great big omelet like I used to when I was a young man. Oh, my God. Um, wh- where did you go in New Haven? Oh, I, I didn't go out in New Haven because I was too poor. All right. But yeah. when when I was in Seattle, I went out to Steve's Broiler, which is a Greek diner and had a Greek omelet. Mm-hmm. What's in a Greek omelet? Just feta cheese and some... Um, I guess there were some olives, which I don't really like, but um, yeah, I just I just think about some hash browns. See, talking I mean, about Waffle House, there's something just about just going out and get some like, hash browns. When I go to the to get my teeth cleaned, I just love like that somebody's attending to me. Yeah, I could brush my own teeth, <laughs> but like somebody's teeth. doing it for me. Like I can cook my I own. Think of so many things where people are taking care of something. That are much nicer I, than them. But your I'm teeth just clean. saying. I'm saying that's the extreme of like, of like it's so ridiculous that 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 like that brings me pleasure, and just like somebody, I can make my own scrambled eggs with feta cheese in it. But like, if somebody does it for me, I I love it. It's great. Yeah, you and know, it's hard to do is to make hash browns. I think it it's not it's not an easy thing. No, easy you have thing. to grate the the potatoes. Well, also you need a good grill. Yeah, you need a good grill. Yeah, needs to um, be hot all day. Okay, so, so when uh, John that. when John became financially sound, he um, begrudgingly put down ten percent. Um, after I revealed this practice to my partner, they were un- understandably disappointed. Having been a bartender for a number of years, they definitely relied on um, relied on it to supplement their wages, mm-hmm. right or wrong, as well as tipping um, out to the support staff. So, yep. Yeah. Um, if you're, a, uh, yeah, uh, the, it's the system that you live in. You should. Well, but in. it's an inform. It's 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 not a. It's not a legal thing. It's no, a, it's not, and it's it's. It, there's all kinds of problems with it, but yeah. you can't like protest against it by not. Tipping. By not tipping, it's not yes, fair exactly. to the people that are serving exactly. you. Uh, while I still don't feel it should be obligated, I have. Accepted the social norm and expectation. Our happy medium now is to let is letting her figure out the math and sign the bill. That's I, I agree with that. Uh, there are some occasions where I do feel if service has been exceptional, that leaving something extra isn't out of the question. People should definitely be um, based on 
a decent base wage for hard work. Mm -hmm. I do work in people's homes and am paid a decent wage for my technical knowledge and expertise, never expecting anything extra, but it is a nice surprise when it happens. Paying it forward uh, when you're able to is always good karma too. Much love and thanks for the continued free funding. John. Uh, John, yeah, that, that is a great realization. Uh, and think about like, like you work in um, IT. No, uh, I, I, he works in people's homes. I don't know what that means. Didn't he say he does technical stuff? Um, okay, so you work in technical stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, he says my technical knowledge and expertise. Oh, that technical could be anything. knowledge. Okay. But um, but you don't rely on tips yeah. for your work, and I don't think any of us should because nope. um, it. it it is actually based in racism, right? Yeah. No, it is. It is. It, it was. It tipping came out of. Um, uh, I need to do a little research for this, but um, a little more. But it came out of um, black people working in trains, and they didn't want to pay them, so they said, "Oh, if you want money, you know, you gotta, you gotta get paid from the people that you're doing work for." Um. So that's where that that tradition in America came from. Really? Yeah. So, um, so I I don't think that's not out of race, but I just think out of dignity of work, uh, it's not a, a great system uh, because we don't tip our teachers. We don't, um, and you know, you can give them gifts. Like my father was a doctor, and uh, he got tips. No, he didn't, but he got gifts. And yeah. and it was a, a nice gesture, and it was never anything that motivated him to do anything better. You know? Right, uh, and and I think that is the the key to. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, because he would get like a ceramic dog, and it would just like save that person's life. Yeah, and we get a ceramic <laughs> yeah. dog. Get a ceramic cat. It's like mm, no, no, we're no. not cat. You're people. gonna die. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But no, it just we just sort of sit there and. Uh, yeah, but um, yes. well, thanks for the letter. Uh, by the way, it really uh, warms the cockles of our hearts when you write letters. And he's he did title it with "Tiptoes Tip for Tat Tippy Hedron." <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> and the interesting thing about Tippy Hedron is that she, you know, she was the actress who was in the Birds. The Birds, yeah. And she is responsible for uh, the number of the the um the number of vietnamese um manicurists who are in the us she is yeah she is so she look is. it up so okay. she basically was like i want to create um to to educate a, um these underprivileged vietnamese people and i'm going to um, organize uh, an effort to teach them how to do manicures and that became a thing and they came here and and it sort of changed the 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 landscape of manicures in the u.s it, it's, this it's is an the kind of hard-hitting journalism you don't get anywhere else it's no it, you look it up it's an amazing story it's great but if you look it up you'll know that it's true because i already said it no, you'll know it's true because I'm just echoing things I heard on NPR. I believe know? you. 
You don't have to believe me. You can okay. look it up. I, I was just trying You shouldn't to... believe anything you hear on this podcast, especially from that fucker. What, are, you, are, you, are you saying I shouldn't believe that I shouldn't be- You're really confused. I'm not talking to you. You're not talking John. to me? No. You're just looking at me and you're speaking. I'm very confused. All right. Do you see, do, does everybody understand how how exhausting it is <laughs> to be with John? It's like I love John so much, but it's exhausting because it's like being with like someone the, who's really smart, the worst dad joker ever, who never tells the joke, and he tells the joke, and uh, and then the write, only in, write in if you think I tell bad jokes. The only time you 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 get the only time he gets a laugh is when he doesn't know that he told the joke, uh-huh. and yeah. Uh, but John, we love John. Um, and by we, I mean you, not me. Uh, what? Oh. Are there any more uh, uh, mail? No, okay, no. Okay, because no. uh, I think it's time we should uh, we should call it a night because it's uh, I'm tired. All right. Well, then show up on time, bitch. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, okay. Yeah, it, we've been going for two hours. All right. All right. Um, guys, thank you so much, uh, guys and gals. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, to the show uh, you can email us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com at Sylvain BBB um, at uh, Marty you at uh, Nooner Podcast um, I'm going to reach out to Steve see what he's do up to it would be great to have him back uh, I we, we gave him a little shit today but we love him um, well at least I do John Love is a strong word. Okay. And uh, Cassandra is out. Um, She's busy right now, and hopefully she'll be back soon. Um, If you have suggestions, let us know. If you like what you hear, uh, um, let us know. Leave a, I don't know, whatever. All right, we'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com.